BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. Taylor writes in. He says, Roddy, why do you keep that microphone in front of your face? I find it a little distracting, but enjoy the show otherwise. How about that? I moved it because my chiropractor said, Rod, your neck is getting screwed because you're leaning over this microphone all the time. Can you prop it up? My micro- my chiropractor is very happy. Oh, yeah. You guys aren't. <laughs> I don't know what to do. been in radio for 30 years. I never worried about what it looked like. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, welcome into hour two of the program, everybody. Rocking and rolling into the second half kickoff here on the RP Show. It's episode number 457 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. We've made a new friend. Jackie Redmond from NHL Network was with us last hour, and she said she would come on any time we ever ask again. And we had a deep talk on potato chips. She says Canada's got America beat hands down in potato chips. And Brandon Crow's here, the voice of the Weekings. Obviously, you would agree. I would agree. I'm a chip guy myself. Yeah. What's your favorite? See, right now I've switched to the kettle chip, which she referred Ew. to. They're a spicy dill pickle from Old Dutch. I picked them up at Walmart the other day. Well, hey. They are top notch. It would be an awfully boring world if we all liked the same thing. Yes. As they say. But my wife came home. She was away over Easter weekend, and she's like, none of the groceries went down. I left you. I cut peppers for you. I did all this. I said, go check the potato chip supply. <laughs> yeah. It's considerably down, right? That was my Easter. But anyways, we're having so much fun here today. I'd like to say, Crozy, it's always this much fun, but I'm not sure that it is. And it's something, that, something about you that you I think sparked. it's the sugar donut. You had two donuts. I think you're just buzzing off the wall. Right? I know. Well, I can eat them in the morning. That's the time <laughs> for energy, right? Yeah. Um, but I have yet to tweet the poll, so i got to go to Facebook to, for the results. I haven't tweeted it yet, guys. Maybe somebody back here can tweet it. For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, would you take Taylor Hall on your team if you're a contending team? And the results are what? On Facebook, guys, through uh, just over an hour of us posting them. What are they saying, Crozy? It's right in front of you. 51% no, 49% yes. So it's wow. pretty split. Actually. What are you voting? Ooh, depends on my team. Uh, I'm going to say no, just because I feel like there's a lot of baggage there that I don't know if that's what's being talked about. So I don't know. I feel like if, if, if you have to, maybe, but don't give up a ton for them. That's my thought. Yeah, and if you're Buffalo, you're trying to get a ton for them, right? <laughs> that's what I hear. Uh, the rumors on social yeah. media that they're asking for an arm and a leg. Well, that's the whole centerpiece to the rebuild for right. them. But what I don't understand is, and we'll move on in a moment, but the sporting news this morning when I Googled Taylor Hall trade deadline, the article that came up was four destinations, 
And this doesn't necessarily mean a lot, but sometimes it does. The destinations were the Islanders, the Bruins, the Flames, and the Leafs. And I'm thinking three of them are somewhat contending teams. The fourth is not. Like, why is Calgary in this conversation? I don't understand that one either. No. Especially the, the downward turn they've taken. And people are saying, well, did, is the Daryl Sutter change making any difference? Well, statistically, no. Statistically, it hasn't. No. But, I mean, you can, you can change the Cowboy, but if the horses aren't going to you know, behave, then it's going to make the Cowboy look dumb, right? So, I don't know. Calgary, that one doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Toronto, like Jackie said, Toronto's always in the mix, aren't they? It don't matter. It's always Toronto. Well, good for them, though, because you know what's always Toronto? Not getting to the Stanley Cup. So I hope (laughs) that changes. Sorry, 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 Clark. Clark. Sorry to hurt you on your 30th birthday. (laughs) Clark turns 30 today. How about that? Um, we do have the voice of the Weekings in here, so we do need to get around to some WHL questions, and we will. I just want to mention some other things that went down today. When, when I say it's an exciting day for Crozy to come in here, it is because the Regina Red Sox announced this morning uh, a proposal for a brand new ballpark in downtown Regina, and it's funny because the anti-stadium crowd, of which there are many people in that crowd, are saying, no, 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 this is just a proposal. No, if it's going to my property tax going up, no, I don't want it. And I've been fairly intimately aware of this whole thing for quite some time. The Red Sox have been looking for a big money guy, a sugar daddy, if you will. I've linked them up with a few, and the sugar daddy said, no thanks. Well, they've found theirs, and it's Living Sky Sports Corp., which is bringing a pro soccer team to Saskatoon and building a stadium there. And now here they want to build a ballpark, 3,500 seats in downtown Regina. And if you know the sweatpants capital, it's right on, right between Saskatchewan Drive and Dudney, right in the abandoned railroad yards. Dudney Strip. You've heard of the Dudney Strip, right? That's where all the Rough Riders get into trouble. Yeah. Right? That's where my hotel is right now. It's a... It's a red light district. If it wasn't for the pandemic, it would be a lot of uh, temptation. Let's just say it that way. Temptation would be the word I would use. Well, that's where you want to put stadiums. (laughs) Why not? How about about that? that? Right where the temptation is. So that's what they're talking about putting this ballpark. And Living Sky Corp is going to, a sports corp is going to pay for it. And a new hockey arena, multi-purpose facility downtown too. So these these are big days. And then the other scoop, if you just tuned in, was I got a... Uh, tip last night I was calling a hockey game and I didn't really I couldn't really delve into it so this morning I got looking at the text I'm like whoa a source telling me that the CFL leaders are talking about dropping five Canadians per team and lowering the starting ratio down to three Canadian starters which I think would be the that's would be the lowest in the history of the Canadian football league and we'll delve into that a little more with uh, dupes when he comes back But these are some of the big sports topics in the daytime on a Wednesday here in Canada. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. Brandon, you're hilarious. I'm (laughs) loving the show today. How about that? How about that? I think you got a home here whenever you want, (laughs) Crozy. And you've been on a few times. Yeah, I enjoy it. Like I was saying to uh, Dupes, since the whole fiasco with the Canadian media landscape changing, what you guys are doing is giving a voice to the Brandon Wheat Kings, to yeah. the Regina Red Sox. Lethbridge Hurricanes. Lethbridge Hurricanes with Forbesy. And it's, uh, it's, I feel like you guys are speaking for a lot of us. So That's it's, good. It's good. Thank you like for that. You doing. So from Patrolman Pete, I think you know Brandon because you watch regularly. We got a lot of viewers in yes. Winnipeg. And Patrolman Pete's in Winnipeg. And he says, at the start of the bubble, there were a lot of predictions calling for the Prince Albert Raiders to contend for the top. But they've been struggling. What's the problem there? 
Over to you. They've had a ton of injuries. Uh, first, like I think it was the first weekend, they lost Caden Gooley, the Montreal uh, Canadiens' first-round pick. Uh, broken hand, I believe. He's done for the season. And then Max Paddock went down for about, I want to say, almost two weeks. They were using an emergency backup. They didn't even have a second goalie dressed because he was hurt. Um, Ozzie Weisblatt's missed some games. Evan Herman's missed some games. Uh, they only brought, I think, 22 or 23 players into the hub, which I thought was a little strange compared to the other teams. They didn't really have that taxi squad of extra guys, so... I, I I think it's mostly just injuries, and uh, I mean, how do you predict something when you haven't seen a team play in it over a year at the end of the day, right? Like, I don't think anybody that was betting was making a confident bet on any of the teams at this point. So no. I would blame injuries on, on a lot of the Raiders' struggles. So if far. they hadn't had injuries, they might be yeah, at the I, top. Yeah, I'd agree. Caden yeah. Gooley and Braden Schneider would have been arguably the top two defensemen here. So, uh, From our buddy uh, Donald Mitchell, a Navy man who is in the Middle East right now, but he is from Killarney, Manitoba. Oh, Killarney. <laughs> I'm from Boys Vane, so I got to say that. He says, does Brandon still try to recruit local players so that us Westman fans have more reasons to cheer for the Wheaties? And if I may, before you answer that, Pat's played Swift Current last night. They had a lot of Brandon kids. Moose Jaw's got a bunch of Brandon kids. So it's not just the Weekings. You could stock a very good team of just Brandon kids. I, I yeah, have that sense. A few years ago, I did a training camp kind of breakdown of every team in the Western League that had a Brandon or surrounding area player on their roster. And there was like, I want to say there was 50-some from around the Brandon area playing in the Western Hockey League. We just talked about Max Paddock, Tate Popple, Damon Hunt, Calder Anderson, and the list goes on and on. So um, the the hockey pipeline in Manitoba is great right now. So, yeah, the Wheat Kings have always tried to keep a lot of local products. Uh, I think they got Ty Thorpe, Ryland Thiessen, uh, Brandon Boys right now. There's some Rossburn, some all over the province. So it's a very local flavor. Jennifer Illingworth watching. She says, good morning, crew. Only got tidbits so far today. So the Sox are getting a new stadium. If I'm putting money down, Jennifer, to answer your question, they indeed are. The rail, rail yards are abandoned. Brandon's staying right there with a hotel right now that's been put up in anticipation of a football stadium going there, which it didn't. Red Sox have been trying for years to secure funding to get it, and today they announced that they have. Living Sky Sports Corp. is paying for a new stadium in downtown Regina. And there's more to the story than that, but I, I can tell you this. As a guy just fairly connected, I'd like to think, in the sports community and business community here in this town, that land could have been had for very cheap if somebody is willing to take it over and the Red Sox have found that person and assume the responsibility that goes with it, shall I say. I got it here. Thanks, Clark. Michael Sisson's writing in. Mr. Sis. He's a smart cookie, eh? He's the business manager yeah. of the PA Raiders. He knew how to word this, that I would answer it or ask, ask it. Including Bedard, can Crozy comment on the 15-year-olds playing in the dub and the exciting years ahead for WHL fans? And before you do that, we do want to send our condolences to the Bedard family. Right, the Pats right. issued a news release this morning that Connor Bedard's grandfather, Garth, was killed in a car accident yesterday near Sycamus, B.C. Connor was to play uh, Friday and go with Canada's under-18 team in Texas, but now he's going to play Friday in honor of his grandfather and then go back to North Vancouver and be with his family. Just a tragic, tragic story for Connor Bedard losing his grandfather, with whom we understand he was very close. Just a tragic story. So condolences to the Bedard family. Um, last night, Bedard, two goals, two assists. 26 points in 14 games. So he, he's not the only 15-year-old, but Brandon, wow. It's hard to fathom how good he actually is. And you've seen him every night. I've seen him a handful of times. I've told people that have asked me that there's no doubt in my mind he's the best player here. 
and that people just shake their head. And I know you've been getting the negative people saying, oh, come on, Rod, get off the Bedard train. I You're know. blowing smoke. But they're not watching him. But they're not seeing him every night. And yeah. so between him, Braden Yeager, uh, the Benson kid in Winnipeg, uh, and the plethora of 16-year-olds that are playing right now. I mean, you look at Prince Albert, uh, you know, the Picacoot kid who just came in. He's He's been great. Brandon, as I mentioned, that whole line of 16-year-olds. Um, you know, you go around the, the league, the 15, 16-year-olds, they are the stars of the future right now. And everyone thinks that, you know, the, the pandemic has maybe killed amateur sport a little bit. Well, these guys are going to be the defibrillator that you bring need, it back. That, yeah. that can bring it back. Because when, when, when the doors open to the Brandt Center in October, there should not be an empty seat, if they're allowed. All year. <laughs> in theory. There shouldn't be an empty seat there or in Moose Jaw to watch Braden Yeager. And when they come to Brandon, same thing. So those young guys and that future that the, the league has with these 15, 16-year-olds, it's impressive. It really is. There's your answer. There's your there great, you go, Sis. There's your best commercial for Western Hockey League hockey right there. <laughs> but if I said, like I'm with you, I think Bedard's the best player. But aside from that, had a little debate last night on the air with the rat, Dale Durkach. He's got Peyton Krebs as the best player. And frankly... I go back and forth between two of your guys, Braden Schneider and Ridley Gregg. Right. They're fun to watch every night, too. You can make the arguments on everybody. A lot of stars. There is. A lot of stars. And that's what makes this fun. You've got so many good players every night. The hockey's great. Uh, Jay Bockhout is watching in Vancouver on YouTube. He said, is Max Paddock related to John Paddock? And the answer is, indeed, it is his nephew. Uh, Dad Ross was an Olympian. He's a big dude, he's too. He's a eh? men's volleyball coach at uh, BU. Actually, I think he's the AD, uh, AD now. He yeah. runs the show there. Runs the show. At Brandon University. Um, you should ask Les next time you see him about the time Les had to play in a CIS men's basketball game. But Les Lazarek? Les Lazarek. How'd that go? So I, I won't tell the whole story. I'll let Les do it. It's the voice of the Blades he's Yeah, so about. Les Lazarek was the voice of the Bobcats. For CKLQ and Brandon know that. back in the day. And they went down on a tournament, and they had a bunch of injuries, and they were down in, like, Jamaica or something in a preseason tournament. They didn't have enough guys, and the coach threw him a jersey and said, here you go, Les. Away you go. <laughs> so there he was, uh, you know, a 20-some-year-old, wow. out-of-shape white radio guy <laughs> jumping into the basketball court in Jamaica. Our biggest nightmare. <laughs> and away he went. Our biggest so, fear. Next time you're talking to Les, you got to ask him about that Having story. Being asked to compete. No, I just want to call it. That's it. Yeah. Um, Drew Koser. Hockey skills coach writes in uh, from the Off the Hosel Golf and Hockey podcast as Logan Hammett and Jake Chason. I had the pleasure of working Hammett in the summers, watching Chason over the years. He has to be an exciting week king. Um, Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, says, Does Bedard become the youngest captain in team history, unseating Barrett Jackman? It's a. It's a not a rhetorical question for us to talk about, but I, I don't think we're talking about a 15-year-old being a captain or a 16-year-old. What was Jackman, 17 when he became captain of the Pats? I see some similarities between the two. I've never been in the same room with Connor yeah. Bedard. I've interviewed him many times, but it's pretty hard to make an assumption. I can't make that assumption, but Dave Struish doesn't know Barrett Jackman either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like The kid seems incredibly mature. I don't think they're looking for the next captain of the team right I, now. I feel like that's that's good fodder, good yeah. communica- uh, good conversation pieces, but that's probably the last thing on Dave Struce's mind right, right. now. Right. Well, of course. Um, <clears throat> Jennifer Illingworth goes on to say, I heard about Connor this morning. Condolences to his family. 
Uh, again, Connor Bedard's grandfather, Garth, passing away, and condolences to that family. Man, just, just when you think you might be getting out of the muck that's been 2020 and 2021, more tragedy happens. Viewer Chad Isaac regarding the ballpark. Do you guys want to put the photo up? Do you mind of the uh, new ballpark? That was that's what if you there it is. Place. That is the new ballpark, thirty five hundred seats, and you kind of got to know the the city and the, the what that is. That's looking south, west. So somebody said it reminds them of the Cannon Stadium in Calgary, and to be honest, it doesn't remind me anything of the Cannon Stadium in Calgary because that holds like seventy five hundred in the uh, in the parking lot of McMahon Stadium. This is half that size, but brand new. It's got everybody excited and private funds building this new baseball stadium in downtown Regina. Well, think about the smaller concerts. You know, the, right. the local people, like I'm thinking of like the Jess Moskalukes and the Johnner Brothers and the Saskatchewan artists, that instead of packing into Mosaic Place in the summertime, go there. What a great environment that would be for a summertime oh, concert. Oh, I know, it? I know, I know. And the way these big money guys think, you wonder how long before the Pats ownership says, hey, oh, yeah, watch this. <laughs> how about that? How about that? Yeah, it's... Good times for stadiums here in the rectangle. How about that? But we're going to talk a little, well, it will be a week Kings reunion when we come back. TSN's Darren Dreger with all the latest on the National Hockey League. And when Dupes comes back later, we'll delve into the CFL news that we broke today regarding the talk of the ratio being dropped to three in the Canadian Football League. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television. YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports talk for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. We uh, it's going to be great, especially for the Week Kings fans. We got Brandon Crow here, the voice of the Week Kings, and the former voice of the Week Kings, Darren Dreger, coming up. I just want to do a curling report. Canada's Brendan Botcher defeated Italy's Joel Retornaz seven four on Tuesday at the World Men's Curling Championship in Calgary. The game turned in the sixth end when Retornaz was drawing against three. His stone was light, giving Canada a steal and a six three lead. The teams exchanged singles, and after a blank ninth end, Canada ran. Italy out of rocks to win it. Botcher's now 6-2, and two, entered draw 14 in a three-way tie for fourth uh, behind Norway, Russia, and Sweden. Canada taking on China. Round-robin play continues through Friday afternoon. The top six teams will reach the playoffs. The curling report is for Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's precision farm tech software free today at vergeag.com. And I would hope that that talk brings a smile to the face of Darren Dreger of TSN as he joins us here uh, from Toronto. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it, Dregs. How are you doing today, my man? Uh, I'm doing great, Rod. You know, as you're reading that curling report and Brandon is sitting there, um, what came to mind is the number of curling reports that I did over <laughs> the years uh, in, in working in media in Western Canada. And I loved every second of it. Covered Briars, covered World Championships. <clears throat> but we used to have to do the Brandon Men's Bond Spiel. Uh, and we'd do it on site, right? I mean, we'd take our kit. I actually did play-by-play of the final of the Brandon Men's Bond Spiel. Who would believe it? On radio. <laughs> on radio. It was a challenge, man. It was a challenge. But, uh, yeah, there was a lovely old lady there. Her name was Vera. She used to handle the draw. 
So I'd take Vera, I'd stop at Tim Hortons, I'd grab a coffee, I'd grab a couple of coffees, I'd take lovely Vera uh, a coffee because she always had the results nice, nicely handwritten for me. So all that I had to do was grab the phone, read a 45-second curling report brought to you by Simplot, and then I went on with my life. There just aren't <laughs> enough Veras anymore. Handling oh, that stuff. Yeah, that's the, you know that's a fact. Listen, before we delve into the Canucks and COVID and, and uh, Taylor Hall's future, Brandon, listen, let's bring in the Wheat King's lore here. What do you got for Dregs from a Brandon perspective? Is the two oh, boy. voices of the, I know I'm sorry to lobby oh, with Grenade, but throw me uh, right into the right into the fire here. Uh, hi, Dregs. How's it going? Um, How are you, buddy? Have you been paying attention at all to what's going on in the hub? I mean, Brandon's got a seven-game winning streak going in tonight. Have you have you paid attention? Is the media talking about any of the junior hockey going on? Yeah, they definitely are. Uh, I, I mean, I'm aware of what's going on with the Brandon Wheat Kings because I pay attention. Um, I wouldn't say nationally that we're, we're fixated. I mean, as you guys know, uh, to make the, the network platform, you, you've got to do something special. So I'm looking at Connor Bedard of uh, the Regina Pats. What a young player he is going to be and is right now. So he's he's got my attention. But, yeah, we're paying attention to it. And if for no other reason, uh, because the Ontario Hockey League here, guys, is, is still waiting for approval from the Ford government to restart. It was supposed to happen last week. And it didn't happen. And now the province of Ontario is in a lockdown. Premier Ford is expected to uh, address the media again in under an hour. And they might step it up from a lockdown to a stay-at-home order. That's how bad things are here in Ontario. So that does not bode well for the Ontario Hockey League getting back onto the ice. So, man, I feel for those kids. I feel for their families. I feel for the scouts. I feel for the NHL clubs with the draft locked in stone for July um, because of everything that goes into it, right? So it's it's bittersweet. I, I'm glad that things are going well in the Western League and the QMJHL, but I've got kids that live across the street from me here in Brooklyn, Ontario, that should be playing in the Ontario Hockey League right now. One of them, in fact, is a real good player in his NHL draft year, and he's not playing, and that's that's too bad. That's disappointing. I'll tell you what, great question, Crozy, by the way. And, you know, on that, Dregs, you mentioned the scouts, some of your favorite people and mine, too. Brandon will attest, in the brand center, their smiles are so big behind their mask, you can see them, can't you? Because they've got hockey to watch and something to do. But what the talk is becoming now out here is the NHL draft is going to happen, as you well know, and these OHL kids aren't playing. That's a major conundrum in the hockey world for development identification. Are you hearing anything there, like... Is it just not sucks to be you is a tough way to put it, but it's yeah. ugly. It's ugly. And, and you know, Rod, I, I look, I, I do appreciate the, the provincial government with all due respect to the Ontario Hockey League, maybe as bigger fish to fry, right? Um, and from a health perspective across the province, I, I can appreciate that. Uh, I think that given uh, all of the parameters and the protocols that the Ontario Hockey League was willing to put into place, they could have done it safely and probably should have been going by now. Uh, now the optics of approving such a thing don't seem to fit, given what I said earlier about what I expect from the Premier's office. So the responsibility now falls at the feet of the National Hockey League. And what I believe is going to happen is that the NHL, uh, in conjunction with the CHL, so the three major junior leagues, are going to create some form of prospects event weekend. And I anticipate that it, it could happen early July, certainly before the draft. 
And you'd have a combination of things. You'd, you'd have a shortened version of the Graph Combine, which normally is in Buffalo. Maybe you have that wherever this location is. They haven't figured that out yet. They're still in the early stages of having this conversation. And then maybe you have like a three-team round robin so that uh, the scouts can at least see these top prospects in a playing environment head-to-head. Still in the early discussion stage between the NHL and all the parties involved, and that'll include the health authorities in the provinces if it's held here in Canada. But I'm hopeful at the very least that uh, the powers that be, the decision makers of hockey, will come together and at least provide that venue for the NHL clubs and, more importantly, for these young players. Well, that is fantastic info. I'm glad I asked. Thank you. I hadn't heard that before. Uh, Troy in Toronto is watching from Sober Athletic, where he says, I love Dregs on TSN, and when he joins the various shows on TSN 1050, always great inside scoops and insight. Solid guy. So just passing that along, Darren. And, and through the weekend with the wow. Vancouver situation, I, I didn't envy you because I was one of millions of people following your lead on the Canucks situation and you kind of got dragged into this COVID restriction stuff and I hate it where news intersects with sports right and you were being accused of sensationalizing I bet or making it which I knew that you wouldn't do how tough is it to report on that yeah it's difficult but you know what Rod uh of course I'm not going to suggest it's the same as any other breaking story where in this case you know you just can't divulge your sources the only thing I would say is Look, uh, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, I'm not going to loosely report information. I'm certainly not going to misinform. And if my sources weren't impeccable, I wouldn't be reporting at all. Uh, One thing that I vowed to do at the onset of this pandemic was make sure that I never outed an individual who uh, tested positive or has COVID-19 or a variant in this case, because for me, This isn't a a hockey-related injury. I mean, this is personal stuff. And if we bring it back to the Vancouver Canucks, I mean, now it's it's drifted, obviously, into their family environment. And and it's scary. You know, the glimmer of hope, of course, is that the players are now coming through it, even though there was another Vancouver Canucks player who tested positive last night. So that brings it to 21, which bothered what bothers me, to be frank on this, I don't understand from an NHL standpoint why it matters whether you're on the main roster or you're on the taxi squad. Like the NHL puts out its COVID list and that only identifies the players who are on the main roster. So that's where I got a little rankled because I'm being accused of inflating the numbers. I'm not inflating the numbers. I mean, there are two taxi squad members who tested positive in Vancouver. They don't count. They don't count because they're not on the main roster. I mean, the whole process has been uh, annoying. I, I won't let it go any deeper than that because I'm not going to engage. I have respect for everyone's personal individual views. Um, if you don't believe that COVID-19 is serious, that's up to you. I wish you well and I wish the best for your family. I know it's serious because I know people who have had it. I know people who have struggled. My wife works in an environment where people who have died of COVID-19 come through. It's real. So I'm not going to engage with the social media stuff, Rod. I got enough on my plate. I don't need to worry about that. So, Dregs, uh, speaking of being an insider and doing that scoop with Vancouver, I I think some of the people, and I've asked you this on the Wheat Kings podcast before, Take us behind the curtain a little bit, especially with, with trade deadline day. Is it just as simple as Darren Dreger picking up his phone and calling you know, a GM and saying, 
what do you got today? What are you having for lunch? And who do you got on the trade block? Like, is it that simple? Or, or take us a little bit without revealing too much on how it all works. Yeah, no, no, it's never that simple. Um, you know, if I really thought hard about it, Brandon, I, I could maybe count on one hand in 20 plus years how many times it's been that simple. Now, on occasion, on occasion, I've had a general manager just flat out text me or call me and say, hey, by the way, we just acquired so-and-so and here's what we gave up. It's almost never that easy, um, you know. And in fact, you know, you you get to a point, and I've jokingly said this uh, almost every year since I uh, started network TV in 1998 and started covering the trade deadline. Um, the the one month leading up to the deadline, and this year is different because of COVID. Uh, but the one month leading up to the trade deadline, I spend the next 11 months trying to repair the damage from because <laughs> I mean. You're carpet bombing everybody, right? Like, you know, and there are some general managers that don't want to be pestered as much. Well, that's fine. I appreciate that. But I've got a job to do. And it's not just the GMs. I mean, we've got sources throughout organizations. The agents obviously uh, are involved. And, and you know, sometimes it can be just simple stuff uh, like teammates, right? Like players. Players, not as much. But back in the day, um, prior to social media, you would you'd be surprised how many players who would reach out and say, "Hey, heads up!" But I think so and so just got traded, and then that you know obviously tips you to uh, to get on it, and uh, that's kind of how we work. But what's what's different now in the last number of years is, especially at TSN, I can't speak with uh, for how you know Elliot and, and Chris Johnson and those guys go about their business on the other side. But Bob McKenzie, myself, Frank Saravalli, and Pierre LeBrun, we work very very close. We don't care who breaks the story as long as we collectively break the story. So you share your sources in that sense, right? And, you know, we've got a small group chat. You quickly send a text out, hey, fellas, here's what I'm hearing. Let's get after it. And then we divide and, and we conquer that way. So there are a number of different ways, but it's never as easy as you're suggesting. <laughs> no, and I think, too, by the way, people think that you just willy-nilly throw things out. Not you, but insiders. I do it yeah. a bit. Nailer, right? Uh, Farhand on the CFL thing. But with Eddie Lack yeah. and John Scott, they've kind of dabbled in being insiders and just poof, took, had their lights punched out, right? Like, it doesn't – it's not like that, guys. You can't just throw stuff against the wall. We understand that, but I don't yeah. think most people in sports understand it. Lastly, drags on Taylor Hall. I guess as we sit here today, he's still not moved – how do you yeah. think this is going to play out? What's your prediction? Um, he's going to get traded. Um, you know, I mean, they're sitting him out with a purpose. Um, you know, it's it's literally hour by hour, Rod, to be honest. Um, I, I I hate the word imminent in our business because, man, you, you spoke of those two individuals being wrong. You can be so wrong when you use the word imminent in application to a trade. Uh, I, I he, He's going to be traded. Could it be as early as later today, tonight? Yeah, it could be. You know, you could say the same with Kyle Palmieri. Could it drift into tomorrow? Absolutely. By the weekend, I'd be more surprised if Hall isn't traded um, before the weekend. But you never know how things go, right? Uh, you know, Kevin Adams has got, you know, his, his list of teams that are most interested and have made the most compelling offers, I believe, down to two. But what if a team calls out of the blue that he wasn't expecting and makes a bigger offer? Or the team that he was about to go to, and say, yeah, I think we can work with this. Well, then the other team comes in and says, look, we're getting nervous here. What's it going to take to sweeten it? The one thing, though, is that in this case, Taylor Hall controls everything because whatever team jumps up and whatever team provides the best offer from a Buffalo perspective, 
Taylor Hall has to sign off because of his trade protection. So it's going to be interesting, but Hall will be on the move. Wow. Can't wait to watch uh, all the events leading up to Monday. Dregs, really, really enjoying your work. If it means anything, can, I'm proud of you every time we watch you. Thanks for the time today, uh, and uh, have a great weekend. You bet. Thanks for having me. I always, always appreciate the time here, Rod. The great Darren Dreger, the pride of Langenberg, Saskatchewan, as we have a little Wheat King reunion here today. Ew. <laughs> Doesn't that drive you nuts, Rod? No. I could just see that Pat's tattoo on your chest just fluttering. Isn't it good, though, that we have this? It's fantastic. Yes, Isn't it's it fantastic. But think about it for a second. Uh, when you go to the Brandon Wheat Kings and you look at the alumni that have gone to the NHL, there's yeah. been a lot of them. Coaches, few of them, Bobby Lowe's. Of course. You know, uh, but the broadcasters. Darren Millard, oh, Darren Dreger, Bucky Buchanan was the voice of the Oilers during their... Great, and Red Deer Rebels. And Red Deer Rebels. I, dig- I digress. And there was another one as well. Uh, I just can't remember the name off the top of my head, and I'm, I'll have to figure this out and text you later. But he left Brandon in the 60s doing Weeking Radio to go be the color guy for the Milwaukee Brewers. So, <laughs> what? When, I know, it's just outrageous. Something about Brandon. Yeah, there's something about that's in the connection there. How about that? The alumni in all facets. Viewer in Vancouver, Habs for Life 41 writes in and says, Wow, fantastic show today. It has been fun, a lot of fun. And we come back, when we come back, we'll delve right down the rabbit hole of the CFL news that we broke today. Crozy, always great. Thanks for the donuts, by yeah. the way, man. You're the best. And we'll see you in the dub hub. You got Friday a game? Night. You got a game? Well, yeah, we're you're playing, playing tonight. Swifty tonight. Tonight, and then we got Regina Friday. So Busy guy. You bet. All right. Thanks, Crozy. You betcha. Give him a follow on uh, social media, by the way. It's always entertaining. We'll be right back. Dupes will be joining us in the bunker. It's the RP Show, Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live. And listen live for rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. <laughs> Here's Rob. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Time for a sports update before we jump into that CFL stuff, like I mentioned. And Moose DuPont has rejoined us. I was going to say, where did the moose go? But I see it's over on the coffee table. Oh. Somebody moved it. Was the cle- was it the cleaning people? We got it back. Was it the uh, cleaning staff? Yeah, it must have been. Which is you. Which is me. <laughs> Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Toronto uh, is the squad cast show guy. last night. That's Clark right. show last night. Got guys a birthday and thinks he can do whatever he wants. Toronto's How ace. That? How about that? Toronto's ace, Hyun Jin Yu, is scheduled to start today as the Blue Jays wrap up a three-game set at Globe Life Field against the Texas Rangers. <sighs> Guess I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Yeah. Toronto and Texas have split the first two games after the Rangers took last night's game 7-4. Toronto FC kicks off its 2021 season today against Club Leon in Mexico in the first leg of their Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League round of 16. The timing of the tournament favors the in-season Mexicans, as does the altitude. The Champions League is CONCACAF's flagship club competition. The clubs will meet in the second leg April 14th in the Orlando area. Whoever wrote this. <laughs> did any of that make sense to you? Yeah, it did. They're, they're sandbagging for Toronto FC. So when they lose in Mexico, it's because the Mexico, Mexicans are in season. I see. So they're already, co- big, they're already covering their tracks. I'm a big soccer guy. Didn't you know? Uh, As of this morning. Yes, that's right. Montreal Canadiens goaltender Carey Price didn't make the trip to Toronto for a game against the Leafs with the club saying he is staying home to get medical treatment. Jake Allen expected to get the start for the Habs, 
The Leafs have won four in a row behind the stellar play of backup Jack Campbell. In the dub hub, Connor Bedard had two goals and two assists to add to his WHL scoring lead of 26 points in 14 games. And Roddy Ross stopped 20 shots as the Pats down swept current 6-1 to end a three-game skid. But a tragic news release from the Pats this morning. Connor Bedard is leaving the team after Friday to go home to his family in North Vancouver. His father, Garth, was killed in a car accident yesterday near Sycamus, B.C. And our condolences go to the Bedard family. Braden Tracy scored his second goal of the game at 4.36 of overtime as the Victoria Royals edged the Prince George Cougars 3-2. In dub play, Gage Concav scored twice and set up two more, including Ben Hemmerling's winner and the Everett Silvertips. He erased a 4-2 deficit to beat Portland 6-4. Talon Boyko turned away 28 shots, and Connor Bouchard scored the eventual winner 31 seconds into the second period as the Tri-City Americans toppled Seattle 5-2. And here in the double, Peyton Krebs scored. Uh, he opened the scoring before setting up Owen Peterson's OT winner. And Carl Stenkowski made 27 saves as Winnipeg picked up its third straight win by slipping past Dupes Blades 3-2 in overtime. A big day for Canada's Brendan Botcher at the World Men's Curling Championship. He plays the Russian Federation and Sweden with playoff seeding likely on the line. After 15 draws, Norway leads at 7-1. Canada was tied at 7-2 with Sweden, Russia, and Scotland. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for breaking WHL news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, order yours now at g2gbars.ca. And I have to say, ring the bell. We do have a new sponsor. I'm going to mention this, Dirk Fitness. You cool with that, Moose? You bet. Get fit now. Dirk Fitness and Moose Jaw has an exciting offer this weekend. All sign-up fees are waived. Your first month is free, and you'll be signed up to win a one-year membership for free. Visit DirkFitness.ca for more information. So, look, I had this, the breaking news today from an impeccable source. Believe me, I wouldn't throw this out willy-nilly, that the CFL leaders are talking about talking about dropping the starting ratio down to three and eliminating five Canadian spots per roster. That's the tip that I got, unless I misread it. And I'm going to show you the text later, but I think I got this right. But didn't you get a lot out of what Drager just said about insider reporting? Yeah. What did you take away from that? You know, it's part of it, right? Managing relationships and trying to figure out, you know, what's real and what's not. You have to also understand everybody's got an agenda. Yes. Right? And when you're talking to an agent who wants a better contract for a player, wants him to be in a better position, and the kid maybe wants to go to closer to home or whatever, he might lead you to start you know, putting out some information that could lead to the agent and the player getting what they want when it's not actually happening, right? So you have to back it up. You have to look at multiple sources. There's a lot more that goes into it, and that's why you know insiders like Darren Drager are always right or very, very 99.99% of the time, they're right because they do their due diligence and rarely are they, you know, do they just listen to the first thing that they hear. I don't recall Dreger being wrong or Bob McKenzie. No. I really don't. And if there was an instance, they would, we'd know. Yeah. Um, so anyways, to the CFL, it hasn't happened yet. I think that's very important to make that distinction. And I very clearly worded that in my tweet this morning, that CFL leaders are talking about this. And the interesting thing is the replies, the reaction to this. 
it feels like it's 50-50. I mean, that's not our poll question today, whether you would trade – sorry, whether you would acquire Taylor Hall is our poll question today. But there are a lot of people in support of this. Maybe, maybe this is the olive branch that we don't entirely eliminate the ratio, but we reduce it significantly – to ensure the long-term survival of the CFL. Now, I, and when I say the replies, somebody said, wrote, well, that's the end of Canadians in CFL. That's the end of the C in CFL. The American Hockey League, for 100 years, has had predominantly Canadian players. Where do we get off with this holier-than-thou intention that it has to be this many Canadians? Why, why, why? Can you tell me that? And just because they said it, oh, you're taking the Canadian out of Canadian Football League. Nobody cares about the American and American Hockey League. That's where the damn league is. And incidentally, they have teams in Canada too. Yeah, I know, right? We want to protect our game. It's, a, it's uniquely Canadian. We're proud of it. It's our history. You know, and there's been great Canadians that have played in the league. But you look at a lot of the all-time greats, the guys we herald as the all-time greats in the Canadian Football League, our heroes and most of them are American. So it's not like you're ripping up out the traditions of the Canadian Football League necessarily. Now, having those Canadians get a chance to play, I wonder, would Brad Sinopoli, a quarterback, have an opportunity to be one of the top receivers in the Canadian Football League if it wasn't for the ratio? Probably not, right? So I look at the chance to create these superstars and give them opportunities. That's important. You know, when you're playing the game as a kid... Uh, in Canada, it gives you something to dream about and, and strive towards. But no, it's not going to ruin our game. Yeah. Uh, I want to say we're going to have to go to a break here. But Wayne and Victoria says, I just think your CFL news is a distraction from when the CFL will play this year. I have thoughts on that. Can we please hold our mind on it for four minutes in the break? A bunch of us squirrels. Okay. Can you remember that? I'll try. I'll write it down here because this is what I think's going to play out because i got in for more information yesterday on outdoor gatherings in canada throughout the summer okay and how it relates to the cfl that's when we come back in overtime it's the rp show on game plus tv and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Moose is here. It's overtime. You got it written down? I was going to say, do you remember what we were going to talk about? (laughs) I'm just going to read a couple messages here because I have not read any today about the... uh, what we've been discussing today, Devin in Regina says a new ballpark is needed and welcome. Add in a new downtown library because anyone against the development of sport slash culture slash recreation based on the year we have just had, go live with Shrek under a bridge. Get lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's from the pro sports crowd. Metal <laughs> Shingle Guy writes in, says, sounds like a reasonable thing to me. You can have as many as you want if they can play. Canadians. Canadians, yeah. okay. you can have as many as you want if they can play. Some guy, like you said, the Riders, you know, in the two uh, thousands and in the Jim Hobson era, more than the uh, more starters, more than right? the allotted, more than okay. the allotted. Uh, Jamie in Halifax 
Happy birthday, Clark. I remember 30. Says also waiting for RP and dupes to make their TikTok debuts as Clark is already TikTok famous. You can keep waiting, Jamie. I was on TikTok for all of about five minutes and I, did, I had enough of watching teenage girls gyrate in Lululemon pants and coming up with the dance routines. That's all that it is to me. And Clark. <laughs> From Stephen in North Dakota to Clark, I might send a card with 19 tomorrow. I'm a day late and a dollar short. Talk to a politician if you want another loony. Get that? Can you hit that drum set again? Talk to a politician <laughs> if you want another loony. Ha, ha, ha. American or Canadian funds. Signed, The Outsider, Minot, North Dakota. Enjoy the day. So there you go from Stephen in Minot, North Dakota. So when I said that I had uh, some, how am I going to word this? You wouldn't believe the information that's coming into my phone. This is regarding outdoor gatherings, projections. This came from Alberta. And don't worry, the person that sent it to me, I'm not going to say what sporting association it was. But the projection is this. Up to 500 capacity maximum by the end of June, July 1st, let's say up until July 1st, up to 500 people, outdoor crowds. But by August 1st, wide open, full capacity, 100%. And I have a screenshot of the communication with the government, okay, that which was sent to me from Alberta. And I said to the person that sent me, you're going from 500 to potentially 35,000 in a month? And they said, well, it seems very optimistic, but this is what we got. So it all has to do clearly with vaccination rollouts. What entirely has to do with, I would assume this is best case scenario, but I kind of sat back and thought, this is why the CFL hasn't pulled the plug on the season. They could still delay the start of training camp because clearly they're going to have to. But they're not going to pull the plug on the season. If this is what they're getting from government officials, they could conceivably play to full crowds by Labor Day. If everything goes well and there's a chance, like I'm not a doctor, I don't even play one on TV, but all these extra ones that are being left over in America, could they come to Canada? I don't know. But that's information that's been sent to me. It could end up being really positive in this country by August to play in front of fans. What scares me is Dr. Anthony Fauci saying there will be no full capacity crowds in America this summer. None. We basically saw one the other day in Texas. We did see So we don't really know who to believe anymore. I know. It's an incredibly optimistic way to go into the afternoon, um, for sure. But the thing you you find out with these things is once they start moving, they move really quickly, right? Once you start start opening, it can move really quickly. So while it seems like we're, you know, rolling through quicksand right now and while things are going really slow, once you turn the corner, it can go really, really fast. So you can move a lot in a month. I, I can see it happening. And all it's going to take is somebody to come out with a plan, right? A plan that works. This is clearly what the CFL is waiting on. And viewer Tom Geiger writes in and says, Eric Church announced a tour date in Saskatoon in August. They obviously have similar information. I'm sorry, but where would you have an outdoor concert? I'm not saying you're not, but where would you? In indoor. Saskatoon. Sastel Center. You saw the announcement? Yeah. Same thing in Winnipeg. Sastel Center. So how about that? How about that? How right? About you that? plan. <laughs> but at the same time, you need to plan for these things. And until, you know, and, and work towards them, right? 
And well, I talked about it with the wheelchair ramps yesterday, right? It becomes a thing now you need to plan for. Not controlling the whole event, but you need to plan for it. And do you have the money to, to pay for the extra costs or not? Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, LOL, Rod, TikTok is not just about girls gyrating in Lululemon pants. I think. No, you got Clark. The Hope, opposite. Hopefully of not gyrating in Lululemon pants. I just, I deleted my TikTok app because I'm, I like to be entertained, or sorry, I like to be informed by my social media. That's where I'm going to social media for, for information, not entertainment. You can, that's just me though. What are you learning from TikTok? Lots. It's just me. Can I, can I have my own opinion? I'm not a TikTok fan, period. So not, millions of other people can use it. It's not for me. Um, you were going to say something, dupes? Oh, good. Bill Nye's on TikTok, so you learned something. The science guy? Yeah. He learned something. James Thrice says, Dr. Fauci works for the federal government. The federal government has no say on how individual states open or don't. So what, we're not listening to Dr. Fauci anymore? They made a bobblehead of him, for God's sakes. How come we don't have that? Yeah, where's the bobblehead? Who said they were going to send us a bobblehead last week that was on here? They showed it. Who was that, Clark? Do you remember the somebody said, oh, it was, oh, it was the, Joe the CEO. Roberts. Yeah, the Skid Row CEO. Guy turns 30 and loses his memory. It happens. Oh, he wasn't listening to us. That's perfect. What do we got tomorrow? Oh, boy. Kevin Killer Kaminsky is going to be with us. <laughs> oh, that's always great. Oh, yeah. I bought some merchandise from him, and he's asked me if I've received it yet. I haven't, Killer. Go beat up the mail guy from his Killer Hockey brand, which I've got quite a bit of their gear. Hockey the way it was meant to be played. Killer Hockey. Nate Yule from College Hockey, Inc., Going to join us to talk about Frozen 4 this weekend. Great article uh, from Nugsy at rodpeterson.com right now, previewing the Frozen 4. And Drew Koser, we finally got him from the Off the Hosel podcast talking about the Masters weekend. Nice little preview. Yes. Nice to see you, Moose. You too. Uh, That's it. Thanks to Crozy, Jackie Redman, and Darren Dreger. We'll see you tomorrow here on Game Plus. That's the secret sauce. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.